0: The Contenders is a proud member of the Cage Club Podcast Network.
1: For other great shows about movies and pop culture, go visit cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me.
2: Shirley, what are you writing
1: now? A little novella. I'm calling none of your goddamn business that girl what do you think?
0: tried in a bit trashy but
1: uh, yeah, give it a go.
3: I feel like we're in the Scottish play on the verge of madness. What will happen What becomes of your dear heroine
1: What happens to all lost girls?
0: Welcome to The Contenders, the show about the movies made by and starring women who refuse to play by the rules. I'm Isla Addington.
1: I'm Tobin Addington, and uh, we have a special guest this week, or maybe... We're his special guest? I don't know. It depends on where you're listening to this episode. Joining me this week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But we have uh, the professor himself, John Brooks, is with us uh, to talk about this uh, this movie. And um, I couldn't be more thrilled. Um, like... And, and, and the movie comes to, well, should we say the movie first or shall we talk about, God, Isla and I, I'm already, I'm already biffing it right away at the beginning here. <laughs> I mean, it it's, always, like, it's, it's like, it's so like I'm Shirley Jackson about, and I'm going yeah. mad. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's happening.
0: Good. How about this? Whatever podcast we're on Yeah. today, we're covering Shirley from 2020. There you go. Which we hope folks have seen already. If you haven't, you can find it on Hulu. Um. So at, John, where did you first hear about Shirley? or How did it first come to your orbit?
2: Uh, the movie or the person? <laughs> Great <laughs> question. Can I say both? Yeah, let's do both. Um, yeah, so I I've been a Shirley Jackson fan. My well, I don't know. Are you a fan? I don't know. Uh, I have loved. <laughs> I have deeply appreciated Shirley Jackson's work. I think that's the best way to say it. Um, for, for a long time, since yeah, probably college, uh, which is a long time ago. Um, and the movie, I it it came out of nowhere. I don't re- really remember hearing about it being in production. I just remember, um, I think, sometime around the beginning of the COVID pandemic, I think is when it actually came out. And uh, I was like, oh, Elizabeth Moss is playing Shirley Jackson in a movie about Shirley Jackson called Shirley. That's great, um, and then I watched it, and it, I have a lot of thoughts about it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it seemed. I mean, I think a lot of people, a lot of people missed it. Um, I partly because I, I think maybe people don't really know what a movie about called Shirley is about, um, and also because of the timing of it, I think was um, mm. was a little was a little weird. But um, how about you guys?
0: I think uh, similarly. I it, I wasn't aware of it till it was there. Um, Certainly, uh, as whatever award season we've had uh, started up it has no meaning. So
2: it's so true. <laughs>
0: I'm having trouble with that, but um, certainly I had, I had heard Elizabeth Moss, Moss and Shirley being thrown around, and then I, um, the minute I double checked the email to make sure I was going to watch the correct movie, and I looked on Hulu that image the cover image of it with her sitting at the table and the glasses. Um, then I was like, oh yeah, who's been trying to get me to watch this for a while. So, <laughs> right. so in fact, I was, I was the behindest one, mm-hmm. uh, but a, a huge fan of Elizabeth moth is acting in general. Mm-hmm. I want, I'm being specific rather than to say I'm a huge fan of Elizabeth moth. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I was excited <laughs> to see it um, for that reason. Uh, Tobin, how
1: about you? I knew the movie. I knew of the movie prior to its release uh, because I'm a Josephine Decker fan, the director of the movie. Um, As, as Eisel will know, I have perhaps a sort of, I don't know, shameful history of enjoying early mumblecore movies back in the day. Um, and um, uh, for all kinds of reasons, it, it feels like a kind of a dirty little secret. Um, but the, it, particularly the women directors who've emerged from that, um, I'm thinking of Greta Gerwig and Josephine Decker in particular, have become these, or maybe always were, but have, have been um, given the resources that they need to really see some pretty original visions through. And um, so I'm always really curious when a new movie by one of these women comes out. Uh, and so it had been on my radar that in that sense um, I, I had read a few of the Shirley Jackson short stories the lottery obviously and a couple others and it wasn't until in quarantine a friend uh, friend of the pod uh, Derek Heckman suggested to me um, we all live in the castle uh, which I had never read which I then devoured and was like was blown away by um, and so I have three other I found in the used bookstore three other Shirley Jackson uh, books uh, including the the hangs the man that she's writing in this that I are on my shelf ready to be um, when I when I when I feel I can ready to sort of dig into um, but I had not seen the movie until this week uh and so i was very excited when uh, john when you suggested it uh that uh, i would get a chance to see it because it has been on my list um so uh yeah so that's that's my history i'm i'm really curious what we all thought of this movie
0: so tobin since i know so little about uh how this movie came to be can you give us uh two bits of film history please
1: yeah of course uh what if i said no sometimes i'll just say no and that will that would that would suck um yeah so uh, the first bit is that uh josephine decker the director who i mentioned uh, i did not know she was raised in a conservative christian tradition in texas that she talks about in interviews she always never really sat well with her particularly in terms of of um, restrictions on on gender and and sexuality um there was a, a quote that kind of Uh, that that she, that she gave an interview about this movie that I think maybe shed some light on it, where she says as a person growing up in Texas, I was trained to never touch a man's ego. She said, I'm really good at projecting a calm collected exterior while inside I'm fully panicking. Uh, The other, other bit is that uh, production designer, uh, Sue Chan um, uh, was instrumental in making the sort of physical manifestation of Shirley's um, perhaps madness uh, certainly her creativity her obsessions her contradictions um manifest in the physical world of the the space from her the sturdy writing desk that she uses that kind of anchors her to all the clutter to the all the organic forms the ivy on the house all this kind of stuff um that that gives the film such a unique texture um that's the work of of su chan and there's a great interview through uh, indiewire i think uh that you can find that we'll link to uh with su chan about about her work it's pretty cool uh so those are my two bits awesome eislinn would you take us through the uh, ladies in charge women involved in major roles in shirley and i because i'm not in my home i do not have my bell i will not be able to ding <laughs> i'm gonna have bell- to put it in in post we're so. bell free we're bellless.
0: <laughs> i happy to actors elizabeth moss odessa young victoria pedretti orla cassidy And Bessera Sagai. Director Thank you. Director, Josephine Decker, writer, Sarah Gubbins, novel by Susan Scarf Merrill, producers Allison Rose Carter, Sarah Gubbins, Sherilyn Hall (laughs) just fell off the cliff right there. Sherilyn Hallreich, Elizabeth Moss. Sue Nagai, Alyssa Tegger, and Christine Vashon.
1: Oh, no, more. there's more. <laughs> Page <laughs> break.
0: Ah. <clears throat> Music, Tamar Colley. Casting, Carrie Barden. Production design, Sue Chan. And costume design, Amelia Aksik.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yay. Look at all those names. Well done. Yeah. Well done. As we get to these to these movies with uh, such a was <clears throat> so much closer to gender parity in the crew, it makes Iceland's job more and more difficult.
0: <laughs> One would think I would look ahead and practice, and sometimes I do, um, it's part but of clearly the I didn't look at the second page.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, now plot a summary which Mm -hmm. i was asked about earlier today and i had a hard time um (laughs) providing one so i'm i'm so thrilled to now have an example from you tobin what is this movie about
1: i'm worried because this may all be one sentence i haven't checked the punctuation yet we'll see we'll see how it goes um all right this fictionalized biopic of writer Shirley Jackson is told through the eyes of Rose Nemzer, played by Odessa Young, the pregnant wife of a young professor played by Iceland's favorite wallflower, Logan Lerman, who's roped into playing caretaker to renowned author Shirley Jackson, played by Elizabeth Moss. What begins as a burden for Rose eventually becomes something of of an obsession, as every relationship in the story is torn apart, rearranged, threatened, and exposed under the weight of Jackson's mental illness, artistic genius, and the mind games and power plays she engages with and against her scholar husband, Stanley Hyman, played by the always brilliant Michael Stuhlbarg. The lines between fact and fiction, past and present, love and hate, all blur with equal measure as Rose, as Rose comes to question everything she's ever believed. And Jackson goes about writing her 1951 gothic horror novel, Hangs Man, about a young college student going mad before she ultimately disappears.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, that you got a lot of it right there, didn't you?
1: <laughs> got as much as I could. I got as good much as I could. In. It's good summary. Um,
0: so I, I would like to start with a question for for both of you because I feel like you're both have a better handle on this than I do. I texted Tobin a couple days ago just to be clear when I began watching the film and 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 read a summary that Shirley is real. But surely the events which take place in Shirley are fictionalized,
2: right? Right.
0: And then Tobin was like, "Yeah, that's a thing," and yeah. I, that's not. Is there another example?
2: Yeah, I I think actually this is um there there's a there's an emerging I think subgenre of 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 the biopic that is um the biopic that is done in within within the genre of the subject which I, I think is actually a really interesting approach like sometimes it doesn't work very well um and and sometimes it does so like i think the best example of this done right is is um i'm not there which is the the bob dylan uh, biopic which is not about okay. bob dylan but it's about all the all the different Elements—it's all the different Bob Uh, Dylans—the the the rock star Bob Dylan, the the pop icon Bob Dylan, the poet Bob Dylan, the the characters of Bob Dylan in his own songs, right? Um, I think that film kind of set a template for this new interesting way of telling these stories. That, like, in telling a semi-fictionalized account of Shirley Jackson, where a lot of it is consistent with with fact. Um, she doesn't have children in the movie, but she does in real life. But uh, aside from that, like a lot of it is, is, is very much based in, um, in reality. Um, you know, there's like the, there's like the, um, uh, the movie with John Cusack as Edgar Allan Poe, which is like Edgar Allan Poe as the star of an Edgar Allan Poe story. And like, that doesn't work, but it's part of the same sort of, um, sort of approach. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, there, there's, there's. In a lot of ways, I think you get to the interesting stuff about the subject when you try it this way and do it successfully, mm-hmm. um, that you can't do with just a pretty standard, like I don't know, like walk the line, right? Uh, Johnny Sorry. Cash biopic, right? Which just like here's some vignettes from his life, and it's all very well acted. Um, so you know, the, the the long answer to your to your your question is. Yeah, this didn't actually happen. But a lot of the um, particulars of the setting and, and the relationships are real um, yeah. and, and based on on real people. Um, you know, Hyman was a real person and, and they really did live in Vermont and all that sort of stuff, right? Um, but it's trying to look not just at, at, at Shirley Jackson's life and her work, but also how... The, her work and her life are connected, right? And, sure. and and to tell to tell a story in the vein of her work um, that that helps shed greater light on what it all meant and 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 what she meant um, to to that particular moment in in American literature.
0: I was just going to say thank you for that phrase of um to you know the uh, well now I'm not going to say the phrase um but you know Shirley Jackson in her own genre. That like helps it like all click into place for me because it's not that I had a problem with it, but also yeah, like why is why is it so tense? Why is the music so scary? <laughs> right, why right. like why do I feel like somebody's going to be dead every? Like <laughs> I was waiting for jump scares half the time. So that right. thank you. Then I was like, oh, so appreciate uh, you walking me there, um, Tobin. You were going to add something.
1: When, when you had first asked me the question, the the first versions of this way of telling the story that came to mind, uh, uh, that I remember, are much less sophisticated. But I think of, um, do you remember in um, school we read, maybe you didn't, but we read Johnny Tremaine. Do you remember Johnny yes. Tremaine? I love I Johnny do. Tremaine. Okay, right. So, Johnny Tremaine, like you're inserting a fictional character next to a historical right. gotcha. character right. to, to, as a way to tell, to tell a story. And, you know, there's, there's been a, you know, in the last 20 years, there's been a rash of them of, um, the daughters or wives or mistresses or whatever of <laughs> famous historical male figures. Sure. And so, you know, the may, you know, um, Napoleon's maid there's a book right. about her, right. Or whatever. So, um, in literature, there's, there's feels like a, a more of a, A longer tradition of this maybe Mm -hmm. um than in uh than in film but it is um it can be a it's at its most effective i would agree when it is like um borrowing the style of the work that Mm -hmm. is being produced by the person in the in the thing um that's that's Mm -hmm. a more effective way i think to 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 do it um aizen you alluded to the fact that um you were waiting for jump scares that it was maybe a scarier movie Mm -hmm. than in its (laughs) affect than you were expecting it to be. Um, I'm curious more, what did you, what did you think it was going to be? What did you know of Shirley Jackson? How did it, and how did it surprise you?
0: Um, first real quick, Johnny Tremaine was a real turning point in, um, like social life in middle school, because there were those of us who had a crush on the guy who was like, Johnny Tremaine was, um, apprenticing Apprentice with too. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like oh, the yeah. better the better smith that was very attractive and and so there were friends of mine that agreed with me that he, you know he was hot stuff and then there were other friends that were like he's in a book <laughs> like how yeah. is that but he's in a book I'm like yes books can be sexy so
3: that was that was a great
0: moment but uh, neither here nor there I was not, uh, I'm not nearly as well-versed as you all are. I'm aware of her and her work as, you know, a spot on various women misunderstood, genius women timelines, you know, um, questions of uh, different eras of feminism and who, who fits or who would self-identify that. So like the name and, and some of the little pieces I was aware of. um, I, I did Wikipedia because (laughs) I'm, I disagree with my, you know, people who told me to stop looking at Wikipedia in college. Um, Just as a reference and to see pictures of Shirley. Then I was like, Oh, yes. Elizabeth Moss. Like there is something very like she's certainly made up to to be her. But like there seems something physically kindred there. And then knowing Elizabeth Moss as an actor, this um, going after a very meaty, unlikable in quotes, complex female character seems like that. Just, they do seem like soul-connected in some way. Um, I forgot the second part of your question. Oh, what did I think it was going to be? I, Based on the look on her face and the setup of the, because even the poster is like, what is happening?
1: Yeah, it's a good poster. I,
0: I assumed there would be a lot of mind games around an elaborately set table. And I was right <laughs> at that part. But I guess I thought there would—I don't know what I thought there would be more of. Um, one, uh, I think the under the Hulu description it had thriller as one of the components. <laughs> yeah. So I knew I knew that, and clearly, as like the tension builds around all the different relationships, the music fits, but also it it kind of doesn't fit because it feels like it's leading up to a different set of. Actions or then things would be very, very tense. And then we get to the next morning and we're just off in another chapter. So thinking specifically of like the dinner table where Rose gets up um, to leave and and they've been brushing legs and there's hands and legs and and like you, you feel they're they're probably like at kind of their physical closest in their relationship and then, like, the next thing you know, the baby is six months old. And I'm just like, but what?
3: <laughs> but every day is so
0: tense. I don't want to see them all, but I feel like I will have missed something in the time that's uh, lapsed. So I was uncomfortable the whole time. Um, and I don't hold it against the movie. Like, I feel like like you're saying, Tobin, that is um, effective is a good word.
1: John, what about you? What surprised you when you, or what were you expecting when you started Shirley?
2: Um, I, I don't. I don't think. Uh, so I haven't. I haven't read the source novel, and um, I don't. I don't think I knew or had heard that it was in the in the style of a Shirley Jackson story. Um. Which is why when I was like, Thriller, <laughs> I, I knew enough about her life to be like, well, I mean, you know, there's a lot of, there's there's darkness there and mm-hmm. certainly a lot of drama, but like, Thriller, and then I was like, oh, I get what's going on here. Um, so, yeah, and I, 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 I again, I, I loved that about it. I think uh, approaching biopics in that way is, again, very bold um, and, and can fail, especially when it's not, done right when someone doesn't understand what they're doing Um, the things what aislin was saying about um, the uh sort of the 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 pacing and the lack of jump scares and all that sort of thing that there's a there's a there's a creeping underlying horror um Mm -hmm. that is shirley jackson i mean that is what her work is um you know the the lottery is probably the the most well-known and accessible demonstration of that but you don't find out why it's a horror story until the very last moment and Mm -hmm. then it ends right and it's um it it then makes you sort of revisit everything that came that Uh came before it right and 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 jackson was able to find horror within accepted american life like that's what she critiqued Uh um what was what she looked underneath just the you know the 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 first layer of everything that we accept as normal um, in American life and found a great deal of horror there. Right. And I think what, what it does so effectively is to to take this, you know, this moment and uh, in, in her real life and do the same thing. Um, And even like the, uh, you know, the, uh, the jumps in time, the, the the idea that there's this important, intimate moment happening and then it's just erased by the reality of life and the six months later when this like baby is now fully formed and everything else, right, is also entirely consistent. Um, mm. I, I guess I understand sort of why a lot of – why this movie probably didn't necessarily – jive with a with an audience not just because of the timing of its release um but also because you kind of have to know who shirley jackson is to fully appreciate it Um, and also it doesn't really fit into any of those genres that hulu suggests it does right (laughs) Um, so no i was i was uh i was very taken aback by it and also very surprised and also very, 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 um, fulfilled. Right. I, 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 I just think it was a, a brilliant idea and, um, and, and, and carried out exquisitely. So.
1: The other thing that, um, in, in my, in my more limited experience with her work that I think plays nicely into this and into my, well, my ultimate reading of the movie is her, uh, Shirley Jackson's use of point of view Mm -hmm. um, where it'll shift or it will, you'll be so embedded in a character's psychological experience. You will, you will have to be guessing at what's actually going on in the story or in the book, Mm -hmm. because you're only hearing it from this person's interior voice. And so, Later on you realize, oh, that's what happened back there. <laughs> that, I didn't I didn't understand what was happening because I was seeing it from this twelve year old girl's point of view or or whatever. Yeah, um, the, cam- and- the
2: camera moves around a lot in her work, like in her stories. Yeah. The, yeah. the camera's always moving around, right? And that's 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 what's so awesome about it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I did think about Isla. Yeah. <laughs> <the moving camera. laughs> <laughs> motion sickness, sickness one oh one. Yeah,
0: I, I get extremely motion sick. And so it was a three sitting watch for me.
1: Wow.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. Because I, otherwise I, I would have had to take Dramamine and then it would have been a sleepy <laughs> watch for me. So I was, I wanted to be present. And it wasn't that I, wa- I, I mean, I absolutely was riveted. But when the camera work is, is doing something kind of so actively creating the mood, mm-hmm. it's, I think it is meant to be disruptive versus yeah. um, I'm thinking of, you know, there are others like um, Itumama Tambien, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, were I not reading subtitles, would make me parse <laughs> it. right? But my brain is focused right. another way. But yeah, I think right. because this is an artistic choice, it's a little bit more, slaps me in the face very suddenly. So, and, and I want to ask you Tobin about the, the camera work a little bit too. And I want to, especially in the first chunk, because I watched it in three chunks. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So not only was it like swimming around, but I felt like it was all like three quarter close up.
3: Mm -hmm. Like
0: not a lot of faces, like faces this way and that way. And just Mm -hmm. very like my head was like this with them. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there a term for that? Or, <laughs> what day did you learn that on in film school? That's yeah, that's, uh, we'll yeah,
2: that's make one make one up because no one's going to no one's going to check. Yeah. That's it's third like semester of grad school
1: <laughs> a- <laughs> No, you know what's what's uh, what um so two things. One, the style is very similar. If you've seen other Josephine Decker movies, they're not all dark, but they all have a very again, coming out of that mumblecore, uh it's a very intimate, very raw, very mobile camera. You're there's not going to be a lot of stillness, but the, the other thing that's really specific to her work, is this um, almost sort of French new wavy um, throw any image next. Like you never know what image you're going to cut to next. You might leave a scene in the middle of a scene and move to something completely different or very similar or and, and sometimes that's used to go back and forth in time in mm-hmm. mov- in her movies. In this case, it feels more like it's, again, moving point of view in that way or um, or in and out of the, the psychology of the character to the quote unquote reality or whatever. But but that it keeps it's a it, her movies have a way of sort of keeping you off balance which meshes nicely with what's going on here the um I, I i hadn't thought about the close-ups as you're describing it but you know that image of her at her desk looking straight or the last shot of the movie or near last shot of the movie mm-hmm. um as she's sitting at the table and um hyman is finishing you don't realize what he's doing but he's finishing the book um her a bit behind her and then it just holds on her face looking straight at us basically just like find out what we thought about her work um which she- addendum is, is such a, so I'm watching this movie as I'm like coming to this, I, I'm I'm in the middle of a, a, up against a writing deadline for a project. And so it's a little rough, like, you know, to, to see this version of creativity laid bare, but her need to be for him to like what she wrote is so raw in that moment. It felt so real to me. But um, I think that part of it is that the whole um, you know, that's those shots stand out of her so much more because they are straight on and still and the rest of the movie has mm-hmm. not been It's trying to get a bead on people. It's yeah. never looking at people straight on. And then here she is, especially at the end, presented to us almost like a, you know, like a, you know, Wes Anderson tableau. You know, it's it's um right. there's nothing there's nothing symmetrical in this whole movie until that shot, you know. Um, and so th- there's a part of it that's like building as she's building the story and all the pieces are coming together and she's following down the rabbit hole and this is a cul-de-sac that's not going to make it in the book and blah, blah, blah. And then finally she's got it. And what does he think? And then, and then the camera work is going to reflect that. That's how it uh, read to me. And uh, anyway.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, truly uh, I think fans would know this is not always true, but like every, everything you're both saying, I'm like, Oh yes, now I get it. Like it just, <laughs> I, I wasn't, I wasn't able to get into it until but when you point these things out, then like, oh yeah, that's so. I don't know. I'm st- clearly still <laughs> processing. I think I also got hung up on a number of things that may or may not have been meant to be the focus. Uh huh. So, um, specifically, <laughs> all I mean, as humans, we shit on each other all the time. But like the amount of shit that Rose is supposed to eat. In this movie, that I know is reflective of absolutely true experience, um, and coming because I, I was once upon a time meant to be an academic. I know dudes like the Stanley that are old, much older now, but will say things like, "Well, I didn't. I don't know why you need a graduate assistantship. I didn't have assistance." During my dissertation. It's like, bullshit. Your wife was working full time to support you and typing the damn thing. So don't talk to me about assistance. Um, So that he would ask her to be the housekeeper, that, that that's not wildly inappropriate, that her husband is like, oh yeah, that would really help me out. Let's do it. And that she's just being harassed by this guy and his wife (laughs) that's the whole time is just maddening to me. Um, And then just like the true, like pompous academic. Oh, I can't. Stanley is like (laughs) oh, the worst. So I got, I got um, sidelined a little bit by some of those things that it just hurts my heart to know how true they are. Mm -hmm. And I think the way they're depicted here is a, 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 in parts really well illustrates the messed up dynamics.
1: John, how does this movie, uh, its depiction of academia mesh with your experience <laughs> in ways that, that won't get you in trouble? Uh, maybe will, up to you.
2: Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, it's, it's pretty, I mean, it, most of the academia stuff is, is not made up. Right. Right. Uh, especially in terms of the way that, you know, her relationship with Hyman was and, and his kind of his reputation and his, you know, um, kind of notoriety. Um, yeah. It, you know, this is, this is at least maybe not so much anymore. I think we, we, we accept a lot less now. Um uh within education in general okay. um, I do think things have changed obviously not enough and uh, there is there is there is still some of this but um yeah I you know the 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 contrast that the movie makes, I think between um, Hyman's character as someone who is, very kind of um almost like erotically beloved right by by his peers and by his students while Shirley is is the monumental um you know paradigm shifting American genius and like the world just shits around her right I think as a um I think it res- resonates I think it's probably you know it's 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 a pretty accurate depiction but also I think that the way the movie Uh, makes a statement (laughs) uh, about the way that we give men in general a hell of a lot of um, leeway uh, and 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 women none um you know i think that's a that's a pretty self-evident observation for a lot of people at this point um but the movie also earns it right i don't i don't think it just sort of uses it as a as a as a motif it builds it builds around it Mm -hmm. and um uh, I, I appreciated that that sort of uh, that dichotomy it doesn't it didn't have to it didn't have to veer very far from from historical right. reality to get there oh, yeah absolutely. Um, but it's a it's a it's a clever framing um, mm-hmm. for 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 the for that uh, dynamic between the two of them
1: and as you say to, to given that she is shifting a paradigm to illustrate that with her Living in a current moment and pushing toward a new one, right? Um, is it kind of it shows up there? One, one, one scene that that um, on a, a lighter note, where Fred, the the Logan Lerman character, does his first lecture alone. And it's like, is right. met with like blank stares yeah. and shifting seats. And he's kind of been set up to, to fail. Yeah. Um, we get the sense um, by both Fre- by both um, Hyman and Shirley. Um, but his, and he's like, he's just, you can just feel him sweating and, and melting. <laughs> and like, you know, there, there is something in that of, um, you know, when, yeah, that that good teachers make that stuff look easy. You know, I mean, there is, yeah. there is a way in which that is a very difficult thing to do and do well um and so i i I got a little i had a little chuckle about that (laughs) um the academia thing opened another thing for me i I touched him in this movie that i had in no way expected when i started was how much it it feels indebted to who's afraid of virginia wolf the idea that you have Mm -hmm. an older academic couple and a younger academic couple who are lit well, in this case, living together or a long period, but it together in, in a house and the older couple is playing mind games back and forth with one another and basically trying to dissolve the relationship of the younger couple as a way to feed for their for themselves or whatever. And then there's fertility issues underneath it. And then if you look at the the you know, that movie being such a groundbreaking one camera wise in terms of mm. using a mobile camera, you know, as the pe- these people are having is very raw, you know, volcanic fights. Fights, um and arguments and whatever and and the and um uh the, this movie as it was going I was like oh my god this that's she's basically remaking you know who's afraid for of, afraid of virginia wolf through this shirley <laughs> jackson you know novel that's, uh, that's so, so that's that's a movie I, I love anyway and and so had, had and had, hadn't hadn't heard about that before but it really continued like theme after theme came like this is um, what a cool way to sort of um, you know combine those uh, those two things. Um, That's a term paper right there. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> giving it away, I'm giving it away. Um, uh, Iceland, uh, was there a performance that stood out for you particularly in Shirley?
0: Thank you for asking because I've been thinking about it now for two minutes. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I
0: was hoping you would ask next. <laughs> thinking about how. Much I, I'm not going to conjugate this right. Um, the character of Stanley, I was reviled by. No, I reviled. Which way? Am I saying it right? I was disgusted mm-hmm. by him. Right. Yeah. And yet, the performance was so good. And there is this gross charisma, mm-hmm,
3: or yeah. there is
0: charisma that in this, I think he uses in a gross way. But so I was really captivated by any time they were in the scenes together, um, Shirley and Stanley, and that I don't, I'm going to have to think about whenever I have seen a kind of better illustration of a really, really complex long-term relationship with wacky power dynamics everywhere.
2: And and authentic love as well, which is like the weird thing about it.
0: Sure, less uh, less there. That was less there for me. But, um, <laughs> but again, I don't know these, these people very well. But that, I yeah. So I think, and that actor, I know. Um, I saw a short clip of Elizabeth Moss saying he was the first and only choice for that. Um, I don't. I don't really know his work otherwise. But people everything that's written is like oh he's amazing so i'm gonna have to look back and see how he wields that power in other characters but so despite myself i'm highlighting a character that i found i found irredeemable in the movie um because the performance was so good
1: what what did you think of uh, michael stubert in this movie john
2: oh i love michael Stuhlbarg. could Read the phone book, and I would be riveted. Uh, I love Michael Stuhlbarg. I, I actually like one of the things that, you know, I in, in a movie that is about an amazing woman and um, has incredible female performances and and everything else. I mean, it, it's. I hate to highlight the fact that I think two of our best and most underrated actors, um, in Logan Lerman and and Michael Stuhlbarg, are phenomenal in this movie um yeah i love them both and I, I i also love that both of them are people who have very i think steady career <laughs> uh um bases and 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 will never be movie stars and that's completely okay because i get to do really interesting things um yeah still freaking just like he just can't be bad in things it's not within his within his power (laughs) um i think i didn't i hadn't heard elizabeth moss say that uh about him but like of course that's perfect casting uh he is he is spot on um it's kind of hard to tell where the real Hyman ends and michael Steelbark begins honestly in that in that in that role um
0: their scenes felt like a play to me
2: Yeah. oh absolutely they had
0: that there was that energy like you could see volleyed back and forth
2: and and now that i mean now that tobin said the thing about who's afraid of virginia wolf like i'm now like seeing that so much more and like that's where that that play dynamic really seems to kind of come from um because you know that's a that's a stage play as well that that just has that um that sort of you know tennis match uh back and forth going on um lerman you know doesn't it it's not a huge role and he just embodies it so beautifully and and just brings so much to that character without i think trampling on what the movie's really about um and you know i know a lot of people don't necessarily know him and his work uh or what he's done but i i guarantee that a lesser actor would have ruined that role Um, Or just sort of made it a throwaway thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah.
0: And I, yeah, I think you know you're right. They'll they will always have work, and I feel like (laughs) I want to give Logan Lerman credit for pivoting away from Mm
3: -hmm. Percy Jackson,
0: Percy Jackson, and and the (laughs) opportunities that came maybe an easier road or a more like Hollywood road, but that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he seems so artistic in mm-hmm. how he approaches this industry in what I know of him as a uh, Tovin reference. He is the, you know, main character in my favorite movie and favorite book to movie translation of all time. Um, and being a wallflower. So I am of course biased. It was fun to see him like as a grown up. yeah. Um, yeah. Tobin, what about you? What performances do you want to
1: talk about? Well, if I may just briefly um, uh, hold forth on Michael Stuhlbarg and Logan Lerman. Just briefly, Michael Stuhlbarg always knows exactly what movie he's in. Absolutely. And then, like, dials it straight in. Um, (laughs) I didn't recognize Logan Lerman for the first, I don't know, 20 minutes of this movie. And then he had a scene in the kitchen. um, And and he's not the focus of the shot, but there's a shot where – the I think it's one of the early times when Michael Stubarg is, um, uh, he's done something inappropriate around or two rows. And, and Logan Lerman's character, Fred, is sort of ignoring it and moving past them. And you can see he blushes down to his neck. And it's like, Holy shit. Like he he he's feeling this so much. It's physically manifesting in the actor and you see him blush and um uh and blush in shame, not in like embarrassment. Uh and I you I, that's when I paused the movie and went to look, I, who's playing this guy? Cuz he looks really familiar to me, but I don't know who he is. And I, oh right, Logan Lerman, right? <laughs> uh, the other thing about the the performance uh I mean, the, the the there are moments of the mo- this movie that are hot. <laughs> mm-hmm. There are moments of the movies that are dead sexy. It's a um,
0: sweaty movie in general, whether sexy or uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the sex is often uncomfortable, but in a way that feels very that feels erotic. You know, that feels like, um, you know, like we're seeing something that maybe we shouldn't look at or whatever. Um, and the the uh, early scenes in particular between because because it, it does get get grosser as it goes but the early seasons in particular between fred and rose are like wow this is i'm like all oh, right this is a josephine decker movie okay right this is <laughs> this is what this movie is going to explore like the, the 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 characters do have genitals in her movie and they are often swayed by them and that's i think that's a good thing for <laughs> cinema i think that's that's not a bad thing in movies um but i think that um so i would i would highlight um uh odessa young uh, who plays rose in the movie who who also then plays kind of The young woman whose name I forgot who um, disappeared uh, and she's and she's double credited in the movie as both uh, as as both characters, Paula, Paula Bailey. Right. Um, And so to 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 see to see her, her transformation between those, to see her descent in the movie from a character who is very. Uh, who we think first kind of embodies in some ways the convention of the time to a character who feels like they're very much rejecting the conventions of the time, as well as perhaps going crazy. We don't really know. Uh, it's it's sort of unclear that that is a um, I, I think I found her riveting in this movie. I thought she was um, I thought she was really good. And so that that would be my that would be my uh, my my take there. Um, what did you all think of Elizabeth Moss? Surely. John, what about you? How do you, how do you feel about Elizabeth Moss here? Uh, we've we've been mean, dancing around the central yeah. performance. So.
2: <laughs> no, it's, it's brilliant. Uh, I, it, it is a, it's one of, I mean, I think Islin kind of alluded to this early in the episode that uh, we have conflicting feelings about Elizabeth Moss. <laughs> um, I, I'm highly conflicted about Elizabeth Moss, um, as a, as an individual, um, you know, I think she's, I mean, she's obviously a generationally brilliant actress and um, she g- gets this absolutely pitch perfect right at every turn and that she looks quite a bit like Shirley Jackson doesn't hurt. Um, you know, it, <sighs> It's hard to separate her from the Handmaid's Tale right now, I think. Um mm. and, and of course, Shirley Jackson sort of fits pretty nicely into that overall um uh aesthetic and 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 theme. Um you know, I have a difficult time with her, and I'm just gonna be like blunt about it, that yeah. she is right now most famous for being in a television series about a fanatical religious cult while being part of a fanatical religious cult. And I, and I have a hard time with that, like separating the, the, the actor from, or the, you know, the artist from the art. um, I struggle with that uh, in fully appreciating her. On the other hand, like a lot of her intensity comes from her, kind of badness and <laughs> uh I guess I get to benefit from it in enjoying her performances. Um yeah, I look, I'll say this, like she's brilliant. She's brilliant in this role and um I I I literally can't envision anybody else. Um I'll say that. I I don't actually think it's really her movie. Um right. in in a, in a very in a weird way. Uh, but it's a, it's a fantastic performance
1: for sure. I what about you?
0: Absolutely. I I echo a lot of those things. And I, I think um, this is when I uh, disagree with um, my favorite podcast network czar, um, Joey, uh, where they, where (laughs) they purposefully, you know, keep it all separate. And I, I can understand that. I, I I don't and because I very vocally don't with um men that I find problematic, I feel like that I, I need to, you know, apply parody there and um and agree um uh, about those things with you, John. Um and brilliant. I mean she is Zoe Bartlett, so there's there's a there's nostalgia <laughs> and affection um there. And yeah, I mean, this was, I I feel like I'm going to dream tonight with her voice in my ear. Like (laughs) the performance was so visceral in a lot of ways. And um, I, yes, I was openly confused as um, her, she would start to have visions of Paula the face of whom was becoming Rose. Like I, you know, yes, that was meant to be confusing. It was confusing for me. Um, And she just, even without the, I feel like she does so much with her face. I almost didn't need the, the fantasy visual because she was, like telegraphing it to me that way. Mm-hmm. And the the parts where it's sort of fantasy or you see Shirley standing there. There's one at the at the faculty party, she's standing in with the bottle in the glass before she turns it over, I think. And she's writing in her head, I believe. Like, I think that's what it is, right? And so those moments where she's, we see her, but we see it, we're hearing what's potentially happening inside. Um, to match those together, I don't know. I yes, this is an outstanding performance. It's also a wild performance, I think. And so that might be something that will come up in the game.
1: Hmm. Um, Tobin, I <laughs> I'm going to dissent. Uh, I think it's great she's in a cult. No, just kidding. Um, I agree <laughs> with all. I agree with all that stuff. And I have the same kind of. I kind of come to her with like, oh, okay. Like, I, there's a, there's a, there's a not grudging, but there's, there's, uh, I'm conflicted. Um, and I think that she, I think, I agree. I think she is a phenomenally talented actress. She, her movie was last year, the year before, her smell, um, the Alex Ross Paris uh, Alex Ross Perry movie, um, where she plays like a punk rock star, is like, it's the same kind of performance where she's like fully becoming some other creature not even necessarily human and i think that that's it's there's something really powerful about that i however do not think she's very i think she's miscast in this movie i don't think she's great in this movie oh. I, I think i think that the the filmmaking in this movie is spectacular and the performances around her are so good. And every time she was almost every time she's on screen, I'm seeing Elizabeth Moss. She's popping as like completely out of the movie for me. I'm seeing the glasses. I'm seeing the wig. I'm like, I'm looking at the hairline on the wig. I'm like the, 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 there's something about it that rang false to me and scene after scene after scene. Um, and I'm wondering now that I've finished the movie that maybe I need to go back and watch it again because I wonder if those choices end up being for a, a purpose. Um, and I'm and I'm and I'm so I'm not sure. I will give it another shot and see because I I trust I trust the artists involved here. But I I scene after scene of just was like popped out of the movie by by when she when she. <laughs> speak um and i thought and you were so, gonna say
0: because you trust us
1: you were gonna watch it again i'd
0: like to scooch myself right in the middle um to where john you said you couldn't imagine someone else tobin yeah. says miscast i did think of an alternative path and that Tell would us. be june diane raphael um who I I listen to sometime maybe more than we see. Um, I'm a big fan of How Did This Get Made, but she's on Grace and Frankie. She's in a ton of things.
2: Oh, yeah, okay. And she
0: has a presence Mm -hmm. and a, not not a physical weight, but a, um, I don't know, like a weight in the room. I don't know. I think she has a stillness and a um, wild... I don't know. I would love to see her take a crack at this. And also, she's, you know, makes a lot of jokes about wigs on on her podcast. So I feel like that would also be, she'd be able to help with the wig situation.
1: Yeah. I I don't know. I, 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 I guess I could see the craft in a way that I'm not used to. um, And it was, it was bumming me out a little bit. Um, But can I give you my theory of the movie? Because I think this is why I need to go back and and watch it again. So here's my, here's my, so the, as I'm watching the movie the first time I'm thinking, okay, so this is Shirley Jackson. We're imagining her through the eyes of this fictional young woman who's come to there and she's, Shirley's trying to get into the point of view of this young woman who went missing to write this book. And she's like forcing Rose into that, you know, quite sometimes literally physically as well as in her imagination. And mm-hmm. and because I, from what I've known or, or experienced of her work, she gets so, Shirley Jackson gets so deeply into the character's point of view that I can imagine it's hard sometimes to surface back out of it, which is what those scenes of like, she's in the bathtub and she looks suddenly <laughs> and the camera rushes toward her and we're like, oh my God, she's like transposed into this other person. Um, And so, and so the act of trying to get in that position is, so the movie is the movie about like, you know liberation through madness is it about um you know you must destroy the things you love in order to create what what is the sort of message of the movie and so and i think you could read it as all of those things but my ultimate reading of the movie is this i think that rose and fred are young shirley and stanley and that she's imagining herself Coming to here as a way of putting herself in the position of having Ben Paula. When she has the 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 this is her best her second best scene, I think is the one where she's saying to Stanley, "You know, there are college girls like this who who are unseen all over the world. Don't tell me I don't know." this girl um and i think that that's um there's something that there that seems to break through for me from the stiltedness of some of the other moments that she's got that like oh this is a thing she truly truly does believe there's no barrier up so maybe this is a cannier performance than i thought because everything else is her like trying to wall off and yet also act Access her younger self, and then eventually has to kill her younger self to be liberated from her. Like to be who she is now, it's like burning in, in effigy her younger self in order to sort of become who she's t- turning into. Um, and and so why? Which is why I want to watch the movie again and see if that tracks in her performance. Because if it does, then I change my, my mind and I think it's an absolutely hundred <laughs> percent genius performance. But I but I'm not sure yet because I don't know I don't know how. If if that's a if that's an accurate reading, if that holds up in watching the movie again,
2: I, I think it is. I I think especially when you think of Jackson's work, one of the um, one of the vehicles that she uses right is the the people who are sort of subjected to the psychological horror of of, of her work are in a lot of ways like willing participants. Uh, they're they're, uh. they're you know what I mean? Like they're yeah, they're yeah, yeah. like yeah. they're they're coming into it themselves, right? right? They're they're showing up for it, right? And so the idea that the the younger couple are sort of a um a, a vehicle for her own confrontation of this sort of internalized horror, um, I think that reading of it is consistent with a way that if you like look at Hill House, right? That's basically the premise behind it right it's the it's right. the it's the confrontation of the trauma um but where the protagonists who are subjected to the trauma aren't necessarily the victims hiding in the corner they go out and pursue it right it's like it's 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 put in front of them they are they are they are players in in the in the traumatic horror itself so right. i i mean i think in terms of the way that um the movie tries to present Shirley Jackson's psychology behind the writing um that, that's a completely valid and and I, I think likely intentional right element of 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 that part of the story
1: Iceland <laughs> you have you have a smile on your face
0: <laughs> no i was just like dang we're so you know smart tonight
1: it it is it is really the, the other thing I'll say is that, that, um, uh, you know, there's so many, there has been, there have been so many f- fiction or, or, you know, uh, treatments in literature and in film of, as we've kind of alluded to before, of the male genius, of the cost of genius for right, dudes. Right. Yes. pie um, Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, you know, uh, uh, Amadeus, I mean, you yeah. know, uh, Take your Beautiful
0: pick. mind. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Beautiful mind. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so there is something I there's something I really, really admire. And I, this it sounds like I'm damning with faint praise, and I don't mean to. Um, I really admire about this movie of um being entirely in tune with its subject in a way that, however you feel about that central performance, this is a movie that all the aesthetic of the movie, all of the narrative structure of the movie, everything is like unabashedly. Telling the story of this one, this particular person who lived at this particular time, who did these particular things and was um, in some ways not afraid or w- w- was, was um, in the process of if this movie feels like someone who's like trying to break out of a cocoon, right? Like there's a certain amount of like uh, uh, of, of, of that to this. And, and so to see that about, um, about a woman and, and by a woman and written by women and to, to think about how that makes it a different experience as a film compared to all these million versions <laughs> that we've seen of, of um, you know, and, and so she ends up being more, How do I say this? It feels to me maybe a little bit more honest about what it's like to live with and as a genius than maybe some of the um, versions with men where it is maybe a little bit more um, heroic and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you know um glamorous or gl- glorious yeah, romantic it. yeah right. this is like it's dirty right. it's right. fucking yeah. dirty and gross <laughs> and hard and disgusting and you might die or wish you were or whatever to be around someone who is a genius and and so it feels more, maybe more honest about whatever genius means than mm-hmm. than a lot of the movies that we get and i don't think it's an accident that's about a woman and by bi- women yeah. i guess is what i'm saying
0: yeah no that's a great point
1: in that honesty
0: and I I feel like if if Stanley's character were to talk about the movie, it would be like how to be a genius and live with a genius, or how to <laughs> how to be beloved and live with a genius. You know what I mean? Like yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He,
0: I feel like in, in there are a number of moments where you like you see him do the math and realize he is ordinary compared to her and then he has to act out in some way right, right. um whether it's flirty flirty or mind gamey or putting <laughs> her down or 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 demanding like i don't know i felt like he kept trying to tell her he had a leash on her yeah kind of thing yeah. of like but i haven't read it yet but i haven't read it yet yeah. like oh man i was he angered me Is
1: he it dick He's a dick. He's a, he he is he's such a dick, but he also then in the end there is an element if he does recognize that her genius is a singular thing, absolutely. And if yeah. you think about like what was that Tim Burton movie with Amy Adams about the woman who painted the oh, oh big big Eyes. Big guys right? Yeah. Not, I didn't see it, but as I understand, he took credit for her work, like put his name on the work, and all of a sudden, a trailer. and 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 he's not doing yeah, exactly. He's not doing <laughs> that. He he he's he is. I think. One of the, the, the richness of that character is that he recognizes that she's really fucking good yeah. and and that, yes, he resents it and it makes him feel small and he has to make himself feel big by being cruel. But also, oh, my God, like the world does need this work that you're right. creating. He's also
0: part of the incubator.
1: Yeah, exactly. And there's something, you know, um, so kind of fascinating about about the way the whole movie treats all the dynamics. But that one. Yeah,
2: they, they had a they had a very I mean, again, they had a very dysfunctional, but very much based in a mutual love and passion for each other relationship. I think the movie in a very short period of time that it has to work with um, shows a lot of that and portrays that idea. Um, Their relationship is too complicated in real life to um, boil down to two hours, but it was a relationship where both of them, for there was an intense love between the two of them that was very authentic, but both of them also needed the other and also needed the other to use as a tool to deal with their own psychoses mm-hmm. uh, throughout their entire lives and again I think that shows up in a lot of Jackson's work as well right um, and the way that the, the movie used it as a, a centerpiece but not the centerpiece of the, of the narrative I think was um, was very well balanced it was very well handled uh, because you can, you, can, you can get too into the weeds on that and then you miss mm-hmm. her and 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 what the movie really is about and her, you know, slaying her own demons or or just living with them or whatever it is. He's one of them. Great. Right. Right. There's a whole movie to be made about him as well, if you want to, because, you know, like that side of the story is also really fascinating. Um I, I'm I'm glad I mean, you know, as a as a Shirley Jackson stan, I'm 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 glad that <laughs> that's the that's the avenue they take but um,
0: yeah yeah no i'll i'll skip the stanley no, the yes, high high
2: that's a, sequel,
1: high- a sequel made for Island. <laughs> <laughs> if michael stuhlbarg plays him and julie uh, uh josephine decker makes it then then I'm, then I'm what on if, board what and,
2: if, if logan lerman's in it how about that how about now
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're sweetening the pot on
2: that. the
1: movie yeah
2: Uh, It doesn't sell very well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It might be be misleading.
2: (laughs) It might might be.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Would you all like to play a game?
2: I'd love to play a game. I love games. Great. Games are are my favorite.
0: (laughs) Great. Well, as we've discussed, um, this is a strong. Or uh, how about this? As we've discussed, it is a bold uh, performance by Elizabeth Moss, and as I conjectured, and I feel like the internet um, corroborated, or um, what do you call it uh, when it's you Confirmed? know it, confirm my bias? Yep, that mm-hmm. um, there is a pretty thin line between great performances and over the top performances.
2: Ooh, <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> And
0: so I um, scoured the internet uh, with one Google search and found a couple (laughs) of lists dedicated to one or the other. Now, again, these are just lists that people and or people who work at magazines have made, but for our purposes, (laughs) they are the truth. Um, And so I'm going to name a performance and, (laughs) and you all are going to tell me, was this on the greatest performance acting performance list or over the top acting performance list.
2: I like it. <laughs> that's all great. Right. Yeah,
1: I like okay. it is this, is this going to get us in trouble with the cage club crew?
0: <laughs> you know, yeah. I did. That's a great point. I did not include Nicholas cage in. Well, this okay. It's always,
2: it's always both. If it's it's those. always, both. <laughs> it <is> always both. <laughs>
0: Tums, would you all prefer to have, uh, you answer when you answer when you answer when you answer one, or to both answer all of them.
2: How many are there?
0: a seven and a bonus
2: all right well i think we'll both we'll both answer okay. seven, seven's two. All right,
0: so great performance over the top performance <laughs> robert de niro in taxi driver what did the internet say
1: great performance great performance
0: one point to each of you congratulations you agree with the internet
1: okay I don't have my my, my bell with me I can't (laughs) ding
0: number two speaking of uh, complex feelings and relationships (laughs) uh, Gary Oldman in Leon the Professional
1: the internet's going to say over the top but I think it's pretty great Um, uh, over the
2: top and the movie's over the top and very enjoyable but over the top (laughs)
1: Yeah, over the top, over the top.
0: Again, points all around.
1: Congratulations.
0: (laughs) Okay. Here's a good one. Peter Sellers in Dr. Strangelove. Great
1: performance or over the top performance? Is it specifying which performance? in Doctor Strange.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good point. Many of them are understated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he does play more than one character. He does. Correct. No. Nope. As I, a performance.
0: Okay.
2: Um, I, I'll take it. So um, the internet is going to say great performance. It's Peter Sellers. It's obviously over the top, but it's also, it's great because it, it's what the movie needs. It, great. So, which,
0: which answer are you giving me?
2: I'm going with great.
0: Okay
1: yep agreed great
0: another point for both of you apparently <laughs> if you vote in a block you're very successful
1: it's three to three <laughs> maybe we just know what the internet's gonna say about these we're, both, well, we're both
2: right of course we're gonna agree <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're both you're both white men so of course, exactly
2: and the internet the internet just 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 shifts to whatever we say like if the answers literally will, will 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 morph around you when you when you're looking at them when us as, white, us as white men give
1: the answers. That's how it works. All right. All right. White, number white four. White with podcast, I think, is really the. Yeah. Oh
0: God. Yeah. It's just getting worse and worse. Um, Dennis Hopper in Blue
2: Velvet.
1: Oh Jesus. Okay. Oh, this is a tough one now.
2: I'm saying over the top.
1: Oh, it's going to pain me, but I, cause I think you're, I think you're probably, I think that's what the internet will say. Fuck. What do I do here now? What do I do? My heart and my brain are in, are having a real conflict. Okay. I will
2: also say that if the internet says that I agree with the internet, so I'm, I'm going over the top personally. And also okay. I think the internet's right. If that's what they say.
0: Doubling okay, down, if you will. I, down. I'm,
1: yep. I'm going to go with my heart then and say, no, it's a great, great performance.
2: <laughs> right. Oh, here it is.
0: Point for Tobin, great performance.
2: Damn it! Wow. Yes. Okay,
1: I'm surprised. I did not think that was coming my way.
2: Dennis and Hopper, this, Dennis great... and Speed is is both great and over the top.
1: I
0: know. Oh, I was late, honestly I was looking for that, but that's not what it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Here, okay. Back. Here we go. <laughs> I'm excited. Al Pacino in The Devil's Advocate.
2: Oh. <laughs> okay. Over the
1: top. Over the top. Okay.
0: Absolutely, yes. Points to both of you. <laughs> Number six. Al Pacino in dog day afternoon.
2: Shit. Great performance. I I agree. Great performance.
0: Okay. Again, points to both of you.
2: Uh, but Tobin wins.
0: We're not we've got two more.
2: Go. Oh, okay, all right. All right. I thought we were Tobin
0: first. is ahead, yes. But okay. um, okay. I thought we were Are done. Are you ready? I'm ready. Joan Crawford in Mommy Dearest. <laughs>
2: Oh, God. That's brutal.
1: That's a hard one. All
2: right, Tobin, you go first.
1: Oh, my God. What are they going to (laughs) say? I think they're going to say over the top. So I'm going to say over the top. It's very, it's very, that's a nice pairing here with this movie in some way. So I'm going to say over the top.
0: It's almost like I did it on purpose.
1: Um,
2: (laughs) I am going to say. I'm gonna say
0: great. You both get a point because it came from a, a third list called "greatest <gasps> over-the-top performances."
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and the rest finally, was all Nicolas Cage, right? No, okay. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> um, so uh, Tobin Tobin won the game six yeah. to five. It was very close. Was there close. is a bonus for pride question. Um, as you can see, the categories have become blurred, so I would accept whatever answer your heart gives you. Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Fuck.
1: <laughs> oh. This is for Pride. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Um, gosh. I th- guess, I think they're going to say great
2: it's it's one of those things where objectively it's an over-the-top performance but it's supposed to be because that's the point of the movie um so i am going to agree with tobin and and say the internet says great
0: it appeared on both lists
2: oh Oh, god another trick one uh,
0: I think this was the most well matched game.
2: I feel like I get a
3: point played. for that
2: for that one because I, th- <laughs> I I I basically said what the actual answer
1: was. But yeah, that's I think true. to be fair I think that that deserves a point. I think we tied there. I, I think, think that's we tied. Well, that's well, perfect. the tie. Nice. we're tied good
0: game. everyone's good game. a winner no 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 white men lost pride today
1: oh thank god no white what men were we harmed in the, in the filming of this the, exactly. the of this podcast
0: <laughs> no egos were bruised
1: oh thank god well thank you all for playing good game good, good game. game very good game. yeah So now's the point in our podcast where we uh, come together with our closing thoughts and decide whether this movie is progressive or regressive is surely a step forward or a step back for fearless women in front of and behind the camera. John, what say you?
2: Oh, uh big step forward. Um, you know, I, I, I think the, the the sheer number of you, you can get a um, mm-hmm. a movie centered around a great, uh, female writer or, or artist or whatever, and you can have the whole thing be directed and cast and uh, written by, by a man. Um, and there's plenty of examples of that. Um, this is a movie about a complex woman um, where the woman is both the villain and the hero, um, which is... Hmm directed by and written by and based on a novel by and you know um the the women take center stage in a way that doesn't just feel like charity right <laughs> where when it when it where it sometimes does um in movies that frankly get greenlit so um no all around i i i think this is a um it's it's a great testament to shirley jackson it's a great honoring of her work and her story um, on that level. I think it's, it's a, a great step forward. And um, from the, from the, the, the merits of the film itself, um, Shirley Jackson aside, uh, I, I would say the same thing.
1: Awesome. Island, what about you?
0: Absolutely. Have to agree um, by the sheer number of names that I said incorrectly. (laughs) That is is not always the case, um, even in the movies that we look at. Mm -hmm. Not always the case. Um, And yeah, that that this character can be so fully human in the best and the worst ways. um, While also making commentary about... The parts of all of our lives that are unjust and ways that we are boxed in and um, sort of forced to become something that's expected of us. So all those reasons and more I can't think of right now. Yes, I would say this is progressive. Tobin.
1: Yeah, no surprise. We're three for three here. Um, I, I think that uh, any Josephine Decker movie for me is a uh, is worth watching. Um, I think this is uh, it's it's neat to see her get to you. It's not not the right word. It's encouraging to see her uh, get more resources. Um, this is still a little tiny movie as movies go. <laughs> I mean, this is like what would this be like? Uh, you know, one fiftieth fiftieth of an Avengers movie or whatever. Um, uh, budget wise. But I think what it does with the resources that it has is pretty extraordinary. Um, uh, one element that we didn't talk about along the way was the score. I would, would just would just add, uh, since you all have spoken so beautifully about the movie in general, the score moves from this like elegiac piano to this like echo of the Bernard Herrmann psycho strings, but on a really low, <laughs> like on a bass. That's true. Um, and it's this really, really interesting thing that that is that is um, sort of refracting through the movie the same way that truly is. So um, I think it's a beautifully made movie, and I would say that yes, it is definitely a step forward for all the reasons that you have all said. Um, Iceland, <laughs> we're going to switch gears. We've been doing a lot of heavy things, uh, heavy movies. What are we going to watch uh, next on our uh, on our pod here?
0: Yes, I think. There never, there has not yet been a greater palate cleanser than us covering something's got to give from 2003 coming to you June 29th. So it's gonna be fun. Get,
1: get ready for that one. We've never, we've never done Nancy Myers before, and it's, uh, and it's I mean, time. Absolutely, it's, it's time.
0: time. John, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thanks, um, guys. Can you tell us about the pot, uh, your podcast, Hard to Believe, that we may or may not be on right now?
2: <laughs> yeah, depending on where you're listening to this from. Um, I should ask you about your podcast as well. So... <laughs> 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 uh, Hard to Believe is a podcast about the way that beliefs uh, appear in our culture. So um, we talk about religion. We talk about conspiracy theories. We talk about myth. We talk about um, philosophy and uh, everything in between. Um, have some great episodes coming up soon, uh, including one about death uh, next week. Should be – fun uh, <laughs> and uh and this summer i'll also be talking to uh chelsea rubber smith from the great podcast american hysteria um about the killer clown motif um in in honor of of summertime and horror movies and uh, all that good stuff so um fun stuff coming um for those listening on my podcast do you want to explain what the other episodes of the contenders is all, are all about <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Tobin, why don't you um, give, uh, give a pitch.
1: <laughs> <You just laughs> Toss that hot potato to me right there. Okay, great. Yeah. So the contenders is a podcast that uh, my sister Aislinn and I do about movies uh, made by and or starring fearless women and um so we cover older movies new movies um you know everything from from barb wire to wonder woman to uh to shirley uh, and we we release uh once or twice a month depending on uh, how much time we have in our lives uh, but we have uh, this is our, our if you listen to this on the um on our feed this is our 60th official episode we've Ooh, had some wow. some Impressive. other extra ones extra interview things and, and fun things but um but yeah that's our show that's the contenders so if you like uh or even if you don't like movies directed by or starring women come check out our pod because we have some fun guests and uh some good conversations
0: Ooh, awesome um and if you want to know more about the contenders you can find us on twitter wait, at, wait no
1: wait, wait we have a We haven't given our other stuff here. I gotta, (laughs) I'm I'm pulling the emergency brake because. We have our, we have time about where we, and I wanted to say before we go, uh, Sweet. that, um, I've become, so if, if, if people listen to the contenders are interested in maybe an entry point to, uh, to John's awesome podcast, I would encourage people to start listening to either the, the parenting, recent parenting episode, <laughs> which was fantastic. Or, Were there um,
0: parenting I'm, conspiracy theories?
2: Uh, <laughs> Sort of.
0: Oh, I love <laughs> no. it. <laughs> uh, no,
2: it was about the philosophy of parenting and and, oh, and cool. yeah, and 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 bad ones.
1: <laughs> and then, and then the uh, disinformation series that uh, uh, is my immediate listen whenever one of those episodes um, drops. I like stop everything <laughs> I do and, and listen to those. So uh, I I I encourage people to check that out. Um, also, you can find me on Twitter at Tobin Addington. Oh, one word. As long where can people find you?
0: Um, I am at SassyNerdMT on Twitter from time to time. And you can find us on Twitter at Contenders underscore pod or on Patreon at TheContendersPod.com. Special thanks to our members who've joined at the marquee level or above, Sean Flynn and Jeff Addington
1: that's right and thank you for all all thanks to all of you who have bought our merch go check out our merch at TeePublic search for the Contenders Podcast uh, and send us a send us a picture of your uh, tote bag or your notebook or your sweatshirt whatever, whatever you've got your mug. <laughs> or your mug the mugs are good uh, we here at Contenders are proud members of the Cage Club podcast network you can explore all their great shows at cageclub.me and you can keep tabs on all the Cage Club happenings over on Twitter at cageclubpod and there is a new show Coming soon, uh, really soon after we, on June 3rd, Joey is launching How to Win the Lottery, which is a book club show. It's a new podcast that's a book club like Oprah's. If Oprah were two suburban guys from New Jersey talking about a new book every two weeks. <laughs> so uh, so let's go. Given that this episode is a book uh, episode is a is a book novel heavy episode. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's something you might uh, you might be into.
0: Literature in the air,
1: <laughs> literature t- to your ears. Uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. I am Tobin Addington. I'm John Brooks.
0: I'm Iceland Addington, and we'll see you next time on the Contenders.
1: Aslan, do you want to throw? Do you want to throw throw it to me? We ne- we never write that part in.
0: I would love to. I was hearing an additional voice. I didn't know if it was an echo or if my computer was playing something. So, pardon me.
1: It, it's Shirley. <laughs>
0: no. Uh, it, yes, haunting oh is a good word for. Yeah. Okay.